Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, and we have an incredible show today. I am so excited about today's show. We've been able to book Mr. David Orden, and David is the CEO of Ike's Gourmet. And if you have a dog, you probably know about Ike's Gourmet. It is unbelievable what they've been able to accomplish under David's run as the CEO, they make gourmet dog treats. Now, there's something very special about these dog treats that we just love at Dotcom Magazine is that the treats are baked exclusively at the Ike Center by adults with disabilities. They're made in the United States by these adults with disabilities. As a matter of fact, if you go on the website, and we'll get in, into this in a moment, you'll be able to see the actual chefs that are making the gourmet dog treats at Ike's Gourmet. David, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. David, this is super amazing. Everybody's talking about the Ike Gourmet dog treats. Everybody loves them. The reviews are incredible. There's a great social mission behind it. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet and let's talk about Ike's Gourmet. So to know about Ike's Gourmet, we got to go all the way back to the beginning. 35 years ago, when the government came to us and said, we need a safety net for people with the most significant challenges, the most significant disabilities, and we want you to be that safety net. So we go all the way back there, that's when we were set up to make sure that there's a safe place for people with significant disabilities, that their parents don't have to worry, their loved ones don't have to worry, they can be somewhere where they can grow, thrive, be inspired to reach beyond their limits. So that's why Ike Center and, and Eisenhower Center and Ike's Gourmet was set up, and that's what drives us every single day to make sure that we are honoring that mission. I love it. It's really incredible what you've been able to do. Let's pull the lens back even further. So you mentioned the Ike Center, you mentioned the Eisenhower Center. Let's talk about what that is and how that is incorporated into what you're doing at Ike's Gourmet. Sure. So the Ike Center is a vocational training program for adults with disabilities. And as I mentioned, everything we do is to try to teach, train, and inspire our people to reach beyond their limits. We don't look at their disability, we look at what they can do and what they wanna do. Part of that is what can we bring to our clients that will give them real world skills, teach them, teach them uh, uh, how to work together as a team, 
Can they be prepared if they want to work in the community? We're always looking for ideas that will check all the boxes. So dog treats is one of those things. You've got to work as a team. You've got to follow instructions. You've got to learn how to make a recipe. You've got quality control. It checks all the boxes in terms of vocational training. So that's number one. Number two is we'll go back to the beginning. So even though the government wanted us to be a safety net, what the right hand does, the left hand doesn't always know what it's doing. So over the years, there became a movement to create a pathway for people with disabilities to work in the community. And we think that's great. The problem though is our guys and gals are the most vulnerable. They're the ones that can't get into the community so much. That's why they came to us. Nevertheless, there's a movement afoot to try to close down programs like Ike Center and Ike's Gourmet and have all of our people be sent out into the community, into the workforce and, and, and work in the, in the private sector. There's a couple of problems with that. One, as I mentioned, um, our guys are really, really vulnerable. I could tell you stories about some of the comments and thoughts. Uh, for example, there's one young lady here. She's great, great smile, very personable. You might not know that she has a disability, but when you ask her what she wants to do in life, she'll say, I want 13 children. That makes her very vulnerable because there just might be a lot of people who would mistake what she means when she says that. So we have to be here to make sure that she's in a safe and welcoming environment. So number one, our guys, it's not so easy. Number two, somebody forgot to tell businesses that they wanna send hundreds of thousands of people with significant disabilities into the workforce. So there aren't really any jobs to begin with. And it's very difficult, it takes a lot. So those two problems, the push to close programs like Ike Center and the lack of ability and capability and capacity really in the private sector to absorb hundreds of thousands of people led to this perfect storm where I decided one day, you know what, we have to become independent of the need for government funding. And we thought, okay, we're working with dog treats. It's a good program. It happens to be the dog industry is like a $60 billion industry in America. And the treats itself is 20 billion. It's huge numbers. There's room for everybody. So we thought, let's create something where we can make a profit and become sustainable and wean ourselves of the need for the government. Once we do that, then we're independent. We can serve more people. We can avoid all the paperwork. We can avoid every change with every administration and every, whether it's governor or president or Congress or whatever, any regulation, we can avoid all that. And we can do what we were meant to do. We can do what we were set up to do. So that's the big, hairy, audacious goal of Ike's Gourmet. We wanna uh, stand on our feet and say that it can be done. I love it, and you're doing it, David, and under your leadership, obviously, it's gonna keep going very, very well. One thing that I love, and one thing that is just so refreshing and great to hear from you, David, is you call them our guys. And that is such an endearing kind of a, a terminology to use for, for these people, the adults with disabilities that are actually learning this vocational training and learning how to make the dog treats that are going out into the community and, and, and getting rave reviews and people absolutely love them. Let's talk a little bit about, about your guys, because I think it's very interesting. Obviously it's guys and girls, but when we think about what you've done on the website to, to, to show them 
sort of in chef's outfits and with their big smiles on their faces and all that. It just makes you feel so warm that you just want to run out and, and buy a cu couple bags or, or uh, pounds of the, the dog treats. Who came up with the idea to take your guys and gals and sort of make them chefs? It's a brilliant idea. Sure. We are working with an excellent uh, uh, consulting firm, Elliot Branding, out of New York City. And he took my ramblings and my thoughts and my dreams and he was able to translate it into this vision of what is the ins inspiring message behind all the words. And I think seeing our, our, our guys and gals in their chef's outfits, learning what they need to do, reaching for higher goals, everything is, is sort of encapsulated in that one vision and that one picture. So I got to give kudos to Elliot Branding. He is an excellent marketing and strategic uh, uh, branding person. And he really was able to, uh, uh, again, take that message and put it into a picture that everybody understands. I love it, David. I know that you're interested in, in helping as many people as you possibly can uh, with their vocational programming and their vocational training. It makes all the sense in the world uh, so that these people have a wonderful place to go, a wonderful place to work, surrounded by people that care and love them and give them compassion and kindness, which is absolutely incredible. What you've been able to do at the Ike Center uh, with the Ike's Gourmet Dog Treats. So, so when we think about it, there's 300 million dogs in America. I mean, I think we have more dogs than almost anywhere. And all of them should be really munching on Ike's Gourmet Treats. So when we think about it, how big and how many people can you get under your umbrella if we think about this in terms of how many dogs and dog treats are sold in, the, in America and maybe throughout the world? Do you have more capacity to bring on more people uh, with disabilities to help them learn this very important vocational training that you're offering? Right. So right now, that's our biggest problem, and it's a great problem to have. We are just about at full capacity in terms of what we can do in our building and our facility right now. Um, we have about 100 clients at any one time during the week. 20 or 30 are cycling through and being able to participate in the bakery, part of what we do. I would easily like to double and triple that number, 100, 200, 300 people here. That would be great. And right now, what we're trying to do is build a professional level uh, kitchen, a bakery, a training bakery, accessible, of course, a training bakery and commercial sized kitchen that will allow us to increase our capacity. The only thing stopping us right now is that because I think we've got a good message. We've got great people. We've got excellent marketing. The message, you can't do better than that. I mean, you cannot do better than people with disabilities making dog treats for people that want us, but they're going to spend money anyway. They're going to buy dog treats anyway. They might as well do it for people that are really benefiting. So the one piece of the puzzle now, which is a part of our natural growth and a great problem to have, is what can we do to build that commercial bakery that can be a model, too, for other uh, bakeries out there for people with disabilities. So we really want to get to the point where we can have that facility in place. But that's basically our, our main challenge right now, capacity building. I, I think that's remarkable what you're doing. And again, you just mentioned the people who are the chefs, who are your guys. And you just mentioned also that they're your clients. And yeah. it's just remarkable the way in which you look at 
the people with disabilities to empower them and to make them feel like they're a fabric and part of that community that that they are part of and they're an important part of the community and changing the way that the community looks at people with disabilities. So let's talk about that a little bit. What types of change have you seen in the community at large from the community looking at people with disabilities, perhaps through a different different lens or a different, different peer view, if you will, in a positive way? What type of impact has the Ike Center had in that regard? Sure. Well, the, the, the short answer is it helps people understand that our guys and gals are people. They're just like anybody else. They happen to have a disability, but they have the same wants, the same needs, the same quirks. They all have their own quirks too, just like you and me. They have, they're, they're just, they're people. So one of the, one of the interesting things that happened uh, a couple years ago is that there was a feature length film that, uh, debuted all over the world, really, and got uh, tremendous reviews at, at Cannes, Art, uh, Movie Festival, etc. And it was a film that had Ike Center and our clients as characters, as actors in the, in the movie, but not from the point of view of looking down or even helping them per se to be better, but just that this is who they were and this is their life. And so one of the amazing things that came out of the movie is that they just were who they were. Steve, to you and me, for example, one of the guys who became a, he got on the poster and he was like a major part in the film. So to you and I, when we might first meet Steve, we think we see the disability, we see his limitations, but in the movie, it's just Steve. He's just another one of the guys. And that is really who he is. And there were other uh, of our clients who had parts in the movie. And so that was one of the things that I think broke some ground that got it out there. It, it was taking a look without rose colored glasses and without dark colored glasses, but just seeing, hey, they're just people. And if you treat them with respect and you take them who they are and you welcome them as anybody that you would meet, you find out that, oh, this is really different than I ever thought. This, these are, they're great. These are great. What's not to love? What's not to love? I love it. And from my perspective, what you're doing, you know, is, is you're, you're, you're taking adults that traditionally have been looked at as someone with a disability. And what you're doing is you're making them an adult with an ability. So, so, so they have an ability and it's just incredible that you're offering this, this opportunity for them to have an ability to give back. So when we think about expanding, David, and we think about sort of you're going to build this new kitchen and you're going to, you know, perhaps have not only a hundred clients coming, coming to help or, you know, what you call your guys and gals or, or your chefs, if you will, but you'll get up to 300 of those people that you're helping out. If we were to sort of extrapolate this out, is there a time where you see perhaps maybe we have two or three or four or even five or more of these big sort of kitchens with with uh, vocational training in different parts of the country or regionally so that you can impact even more people? That's a good question. I, I, you know, first, I want to go back to the number, the 300. Um, one of the challenges in the overall uh, disability community and the service community is that programs like Ike Center are closing down. COVID what took, made a big impact. A lot of places were not able to 
survive or they chose to move on because we really are specialized and the disability service community has a lot of facets to it. So when I say 300, it's, it's because, for example, in Milwaukee, where we are, I know that we are not reaching everybody we could reach. So the idea of expanding is who is out there that's not getting service properly, who is, they're not people of means. A lot of people are struggling financially, are on government assistance to begin with. They are the, the, the last person on the poll, so to speak, the last one. And the first one's always to forget when it comes to funding. So that number of the 300 is that I know that there's more out there and it's just sort of a, how much can we put in our building and what do we have to do? In terms of expanding, the good news is I've got a whole, we're on a, we're on a street that's got a whole row of uh, big, big buildings. So who knows, maybe one day we'll just keep buying up the buildings next door and, and continuing to expand. Um, in terms of the country, yeah, there, I think the market, I believe in an abundance mentality. So competition is great. It's a big market. I believe there's room for a lot of people in this market for everybody to benefit. So I'm not looking to stop other places from creating a program that's similar. I want to help that happen. If someone is in Illinois or California or Arizona or Massachusetts or wherever they may be, and they've got a program, there's plenty of dogs in the world and there's more being born every day. So I'm not really worried about capacity. And I think it's a great thing. Why not try to duplicate the success if we can make it. So if we could set up these things all over the country, that would be a wonderful thing. That's, that's even beyond my uh, big goal. So I'm going to think about that a lot, but I would love to have that happen. Absolutely. I love it, David. I love it so much. So, you know, when we're talking about what happens and the process, you know, we know that when the adults with disabilities come to the center and they're, they're the chefs and they're your guys and they're your clients and they're making these wonderful uh, cookies and these wonderful dog treats that everybody's raving about, by the way. So what happens, where do they go when they're done? I mean, where do they live? Is there, is there, where do all your chefs go after the day is over? Because, you know, we're listening to the show and we're thinking about it. And most people would be maybe thinking about that and wanting to ask that question. Sure. Well, they, they go home. They, some of our clients live with their family. Some live on their own. Some live in group homes. So they go on with their day and they will have other programs that they might attend. One of our gals actually is a success story. She has a job in a pet store that she was inspired to go for by being here and working with the dog treats. And so when she's done here and on the days when she might not be here, she's got a second job in the community, which is exactly what we want. And she managed to sell our treats in the store. She managed to convince her manager that they got to sell these treats. So they're ordering from us. So sometimes they just go on into their life. Um, sometimes they're part, there's, uh, there's programs. Some of them are part of uh, sports leagues, et, et cetera. So they just go on with their life like anybody else. I love it. I love it. And it's such, such an inspirational story. Now, of course, everybody's talking about the Ike's Gourmet Dog Treats. So what makes them gourmet? Is it just the love that's put into the dog treat that makes it a gourmet dog treat? Well, the, without the love, for sure, they're not gourmet. But... Going back to our, our, our marketing company, when we explained what we wanted to achieve, so he decided that we might as go, go, we might as well go as high end as we could. 
So by gourmet, it's organically sourced products. They're handmade. The, um, the recipes are taken from consultations with uh, vets, veterinarians, on what are healthy fruits and vegetables for dogs? What do they like? What's good for them? So it's all good, wholesome products that's high end, that is also, again, handmade and with organic source products, all that good stuff. So that's what makes it gourmet. I love it. And obviously, it's that little touch of love that goes into every single biscuit, every single treat that really makes it such a beautiful thing. I'm going to run out after the show and I'm going on the website and I'm going to buy some of the treats for my little Louie, my little dog. And I can totally see why this is so amazing for the customers because we are going to know that we're going to go into that bag of treats and we're going to pull something out that was handmade by somebody with a lot of love uh, in a very meaningful way someone that, that is a, an adult with a disability, they actually touch that biscuit. And we're going to touch that biscuit as well. And we're going to get that energy flow, if you will, or that blessing from holding it. And then we take that treat and we provide it to our dog that we love as well. And it's sort of like this wonderful circle that you've been able to complete with what you're doing over at, uh, over at Ike's. It's just incredible. Amazing, amazing, amazing. You know, David, I know you've only sliced out a certain amount of time on the show today, but I did want to talk to you a little bit about entrepreneurship because you're, what you're providing is really the pinnacle of entrepreneurism where you're allowing people and providing for people, I think is a better word, the opportunity to come and learn something. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about. And you have so many wonderful success stories. For example, the, the one that you mentioned of the young lady that's now going to the pet store who's, who's not only working there, but also convinced the pet store to cover and handle your, your Ike's Gourmet Treats, which is the awesome entrepreneur story. So mm -hmm. let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey just for a minute, because people are going to watch the show and, and, you know, younger entrepreneurs, sometimes they, they hit a pothole or sometimes they get a little frustrated not all business is easy, but maybe you could look in the camera and give some motivation to the younger entrepreneurs about what it takes to keep pushing on when things get a little tough. Sure. Well, number one is you have choose something that you love that's associated with something that does good in the world that you're passionate about and make it happen. That's really the big formula. I think if you're not excited about it, like you were mentioning before, something in the universe, the energy in the universe trickles down into the physical product. If you're not passionate about it, it's going to come out. So choose something that you want to put into the world that makes it a better place. Hopefully that serves humanity in some way and, and keep pushing, right? That I would say is the, is the big goal, the big message to younger people coming up. I love it, David. Well, listen, you you operate and you run not only the the Ike's Gourmet and the Ike Center with a lot of compassion, with humbleness, and of course, you're very, very kind. And, and those are three things that make all the difference in the world in terms of leadership. I wanted to congratulate you on what you're doing. It's, it's just a wonderful story. And I know that 
the more this story gets out, the more people you'll be able to positively impact and affect in their lives. Thank you so much for what you're doing at Ike's Gourmet. And I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute delight, David, to have you on the show today. Well, thank you as well. A delight to be here. 